Welcome to Earth School, a weekly podcast about weaving the healing journey artfully into life. Hosted by B.B. Dalman and Rosalind McNally. And hello to everybody listening to today's episode. Um, a deep thank you and welcome to you if it's your, if it's your first time meeting us. Or if you've been listening regularly, welcome back and welcome BB. Hi, everybody. Hi, Rosalind. Um, it's good to have you here and good to be sharing this space <laughs> with you as always. Um, today, we are diving into a very expansive topic, but we're going to keep it short and sweet like we always do little bits and we can always add on more at a different stage. But we're going to deep dive into living the concepts. And you might wonder what that is. And that's the beauty of it is that we can begin to explore maybe what that means for us individually in our practices and life, but maybe give you some ideas about how to anchor and ground in those practices or aspects of the healing journey more into daily life, possibly. So Bibi, I'd love to hear what does living the concepts mean to you? Mm, you know, to me, living the concept is there's a there's a level of making things personal, right, and um, bring it into your personal life and um, looking at a concept through your own eyes and your own experiences. Because you know all of our experiences are so different uh, here on this on this planet, and the idea of grasping to me a concept reflects on some level at uh, the higher level of a concept always like the truth as in the absolute truth and then in a way living the concept is living my version of that you know like they as, as humans we have oftentimes just a limited view on things and that that can be both limiting but they can also bring our own unique beauty to it so in a way it's like living the concept is like taking a bite taking a slice uh, chew it well integrate it and and look what it does for you and how as a result of that piece of truth how you look at at the world you know um sort of more from a philosophical aspect and then we can dive into like getting into more concrete aspects actually as well but to me that's uh, living the concept is making it your own, making it yourself, you know, taking it from the abstract, something that you read somewhere into your own life. And and, and so it, it sits and lives within you as, as experiences, as memories. What about you? Because mm. it kind of such a vast theme, right? Living the concept. Mm. Like, it is. For me, it is about how, basically for me, it's about how we do these things or experience these things or live these things in day-to-day -day life. Like, so how it is here in the present moment, I'm accessing any of the teachings I have studied or any, as you said, the books I've read or the things I've listened to. Um, so it's gone from being intellectual or a knowing of it to an actual living of it. Like, so it's there. Am I living in a, well, or it's like to use the word yogi way, but well, I'm living in that way, a shamanic living. Am I living Reiki? Do you know, like rather than just doing the things? or talking about them and not even doing them but am I is it in my cells am I bringing it in to day-to-day -day life how is it anchored in me like so everything for me is about you know it's great having all all of the information and it's great having all of the beautiful experiences but how does it impact 
me and my day-to-day life impact my circle around me whether it's my community or my family and then impact the world around me then like yeah yeah and then it's 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 a way if you change the wording maybe a little bit from living the concepts to practicing or experiencing the concepts it's it's that idea right of of instead of having to fit into something into another box having to live up to another sort of level of a standard or you know that we fit into is like taking these concepts and then playing with them and exploring them you know to me living the concept is what breathes life into the ideas of those but it's also what enriches our life you know so to me living the concept shouldn't be another thing that limits us you know it shouldn't be another thing that you know where we have to fit into that box but instead it's like you know, a, a tool, something that, that through which we get to see life in a different way. Um, something that we, you know, that an opportunity to play around with it and go like, okay, when I'm, when I'm trying that on, when I'm living that in my life, what shifts in my relationships, you know, what shifts in how I relate to other people? How do I relate to the work I'm doing? How do I relate to myself? I think it, it makes it just way more personal you know in that way and like an example from the yoga world like just comes straight to mind is like this concept of of well the two concepts usually that come to mind is like ahimsa the non-harming and then the concept of dharma and you know this idea of living our purpose and i what i've noticed over the last several years is like that this you know what's your dharma are you on your dharma are you living your purpose can become such a limiting concept when we mm. look at it at something that's outside of ourselves you know something that we have to fit in and only when we live our purpose um only then we're sort of worthwhile human beings versus to me playing around with that concept gives so much more openness and possibility you know he's like okay um what is it I, you know it keeps expanding it's it's more so if you make it a question what is my dharma you know how am i living in it right now what does it mean in this relationship mm-hmm. what is my purpose being right here in this moment um it, it, you you pull i think for me you pull more information that's really personal and valuable out of the moment for yourself rather than going and trying to fit into something uh, same with Ahimsa, you know, when we go into this, um, if you want to open that, <laughs> that kind of worms in terms of uh, vegetarianism, you know, it's like the idea of Ahimsa of non-harming, non-harming people, not harming animals, not harming or making it the, the least amount of harm in our existence. But then when it becomes this, this part where we judge others over it, you know, because you're not mm-hmm. a vegetarian or vegan just yet, um, or I can't be a yogi if I'm not that. There is, there is an aspect of us that gets shut down with it and think that's that's the difference by like living the concept is to to really look at look at what are they actually there to teach me rather than being the hammer that's you know being pulled on my head and then I have to shrink again into something mm. well for me you know if the like anything we we learn in the things that we study or the things that we're into or we practice they're not there to limit us they're not there even as something to reach us a target like because it's a never-ending cycle like but they're there to teach us to explore those those aspects those qualities those energies within each of us like and they're definitely not meant to be there for us and to throw at each other and to bring in the superiority of where we're at supposedly on our journeys like so it's this it's the same in energy work and all Derek for me it's like I have no interest in what you see like I have no interest in what you see none whatsoever like 
that where like I'm more interested about who you are in yourself on a day-to-day basis like I'm more interested in how do you meet yourself when life isn't giving you the beautiful bonds that you want like how you meet yourself when you're meeting the challenges uh, how you think how you talk to yourself and not in a you know trying to figure out or fix that there but I'm just really interested in how do we meet ourselves do you know because we have all this oh you know be compassionate with yourself beautiful very very easy to say but like can I learn to practice it and not to perfection or to perfect it or to actually maybe ever actually fully do it but at least if I have the awareness and the knowledge of my practices aren't about being good at the thing per se it's more about what I'm learning while practicing do you know so it's not the outcome of the practice like that is telling me whether I'm good at yoga whether I'm good at Reiki whether I'm good at whatever it is I choose well I'm good at accountancy whether I'm good at anything like it's how I meet myself while in in daily life and every moment like and that's more what I'm interested about in all of healing energy work everything I do is about how, how I meet me in this moment and can I show other people that it's all about how you meet yourself like not what you feel in your hands or what color my aura is which is lovely and beautiful too <laughs> just not what I'm interested in yeah uh, I think you know so much of that to me has has also to do with you know how are we being taught these concepts and you know who's who's the the translator who's the bridger who's the teacher who's the mm-hmm. you know uh, that introduces us to these concepts but then also not you know sometimes it, it's the introduction alone isn't enough you know and I'm, I'm some i'm thinking in a world of where we where we where we don't necessarily have that steady relationship with one or with with a couple of teachers but this deep engagement with teachers where we we're sort of a lot of the times left to our own devices you know in terms of in studentship um and and just how we how we set things up and where they are you know there's beauty in that having a lot of teachers and have unlimited passes and you know go going into all these different experiences and was that I so strongly believe that we are our own like you know there's there's this this power within us that to bring it in that other people don't know necessarily or don't have have the answer for us however sometimes we can't see beyond our limiting viewpoint and to have a relationship with with a mentor or a teacher or two or three mentor teachers but there's a consistency where they can see your progress within that it can be so helpful to anchor those concepts down because they can be sometimes not only elusive but they can be also when we don't understand these concepts in their depth they can be super limiting and so I think the importance of having having a teacher or somewhere guidance that holds us so we can explore them um, on a deeper level is uh, is really really important in that because the next step then is a lot of the time like isn't that in a holistic world or the see in the yoga world is this yoga jargon you know a certain certain concepts that we on a deep level as an aspect of us that really grasps the vastness of maybe a concept, an idea, you know, this idea of a heart opener or this idea of courage or the idea, you know, you, you can throw any sort of concept in, in into it in that way. But we, like, how do we translate that? How do we make that, you know, work in our day-to-day life where, you know, it becomes really, really difficult. And so having someone that you work regularly with that can just translate the downs, the ups and downs, and someone who has maybe 
seeing the ups and downs within the world around them, uh, just to have them as a guiding light, I think within that is really, really helpful because it can give you just enough structure so then you have the freedom to explore those concepts more authentically and playfully uh, in a way, and it can dive deeper. Otherwise, we oftentimes keep it just on the surface, right? It's like, I have to be, if I go into this discipline, I have to be ABC, I have to be courageous, I have to be kind, I have to be, you know, and uh, and right away that cuts away the breath for everyone. But so living the concept is really, to me, is like, we have this expression in yoga, like taking your yoga off the mat, which is mm. so oftentimes used. Um, but it's really this idea of of the mat is your practice ground for life and then what you figure out in your time on the mat now implemented into your life you know so because otherwise we have this time where we are a student and we're on the mat and then we're going back out and we're the same old maniac that we were beforehand you know honking on a red light and you know losing our patience or you know so it's just the weaving in living the concept to me has an element of weaving ours where we're talking about this podcast in general as well isn't it weaving the healing journey or weaving the spiritual journey into everyday life that's what living the concepts mean to me it's like you're taking for me it's like it's like you're taking all the parts that you're experiencing in class or in your self-practice or through chatting with your teachers or with friends or whatever but you're you're bringing them they have to come back into life because if they're not coming back into life then it's not really going to create a change that is permanent like yeah. it'll maybe create that little you know it's kind of like in in journeying and shamism not there you can end up with this beautiful like oh my god you know where people go to me they've done past life and oh my god it was like i was this here and this here and in my journey i got this and this here and this here and it's like okay that's all brilliant but what what if I distill that down, what is that asking me to bring back into myself and then maybe to take out after a while, not maybe the next day, because it might take a long time for that to distill down into the system. What does it then invite me to take out into the world like? So for, and in, in, in Reiki, it's it's the same, like it's the same idea as like, you know, what's happening when you're sitting doing your practice is you're meeting yourself, you're meeting yourself how you are in life. Do you know, like, only I might not see it when I'm in life because I'm so just distracted, like, you know, and people go, I'm distracting my practice. You're that way in life. I can't sit with this feeling. You're that way in life. Like, and that's not a right or a wrong or, you know, you shouldn't be. But if we can come to that understanding that when I'm in my practices, I'm meeting myself. I'm coming into relationship with myself. And that's a bloody hard thing to do. Like, so it's natural to want to hop off and run off down the road and do something else. But I'm also coming into relationship with the practice. Do you know, like, so what is that relationship with that practice teaching me? Like, and inviting me to where am I meeting it at this minute? What's looking to grow in it? What needs to shift and change in it? Am I showing up fully to it? Or am I like half, half, one foot in and one foot out of the relationship? Because if you were that other party, would you show up fully? So it's kind of like if we're meeting our practices or our parts of ourselves like watered down. To me, it's like you're getting a watered down version back as well. Like, you know, and every bit helps at the same time. But I think sometimes we're too, we're just too loose sometimes. Like, you know, it's kind of like having the container. We kind of go, oh yeah, but you no, know, because we're so used to everything being so linear and so constricting and so, you know, so boxy that we kind of then will throw that out completely and go, just go with the flow. But then it's like, but we need the container to hold the flow. 
you know, I need the container to be bring this back down into myself and really hold it. And I need to take that responsibility of going, okay, I want to take those those information spirit has given me or what I felt in my practice or the insights or just the anger, the frustration, all of it and anchor it down and sit with it even more so like and bring it to give it space to distill through me like because some things just don't happen. Some things just don't happen in our practice. They happen years later like, you know, like so something I get in a journey might not be for this moment. It could be three years. I'm like, ah, that's what that was about. But if I'm not giving it a chance to move through me and just dismiss it, then to me, it's like you're you're losing parts of the of the potency of it. Like. So you're so for me, it's like the practices like in Reiki, people go, you know, it's all about what you're feeling in your hands. And then one of my teachers said it years ago and I just thought that's that's it. Only I didn't have the language for it. It's like Reiki is the precepts, Do you know, like. So how do I know if I'm getting better of Reiki? It's not that I'm able to read energy better or feel energy better. It's that I may see in myself I'm getting more compassionate, less angry, more kind to myself and being more in this moment. Do you know, it's all about the precepts. like, And it's the same with shamism. It's like I don't get better at, at to use the word shamism, by sticking the label of I'm a shaman on myself. Like I get better by living in a shamanic way living my life shamanically like so I see that everything has spirit do you know so for me it's like taking the labels off or the way we've seen them and nearly just shove them in a different way nearly back a different direction and going okay but how can I what would living this look like do if I was to live the yogi way and not on a restrictive trying to get somewhere but like at the core basis of it what would it be if I was to live I don't know, I'm, I'm, my main ones are energy. Like shamanically, what does that mean to me? If I was to live Reiki, what does that mean to me? In life and not just in what I feel or see, like but through all of my senses, look. Mm. Yeah, because when we take some of those, you know, in the original text, when we talk about yoga practice, there weren't actually that many uh, connotations towards the asana practice at all, you know, but one of the few times where asana was actually mentioned in the yoga text uh, in, the Baga, um, in, in, in the yoga sutras is when they talk about asana, the definition is tira sukham asanam, which means like the steadiness and joyfulness when they come together in an appropriate way, that is what an asana is. So, you know, this does not mean that every standing pose has to be stability and, you know, every, every yoga nidra pose is done the sukham. Yes, that can exist, but A, can it also coexist in every pose? Can it coexist in every practice? Can it coexist in all aspects of my life? So when we talk about these concepts and living them really, what does that mean in these times that we're going through at the moment? You know, what does it mean to find steadiness and joyfulness in the moment in how we embody ourselves? And that is actually yoga pose. You know, that's, that's what an asana pose in that way, that way is. So to take that, I think when we start taking concepts and to really apply them to our life, not just, you know, in the realm of of the discipline so taking yogi concepts on the yoga mat and reiki concepts when you know i'm, I'm having a self you know i'm self-treating or i'm going to a treatment uh, and an experience i don't even want to call it a treatment <laughs> it's like, but when we when we go you know <laughs> to to an experience and then bring it back into into our life i think 
that's where the real wisdom, the bomb wisdom drop just drops. And it kind of, you know, if you're susceptible to it, it's like, oh my God, where am I right now resisting in the stira and the sukkam and the stability or this joyfulness, you know, as I'm having this conversation with you, as I'm, you know, as I'm listening to this podcast, you know, um, yes, physically, how am I sitting? And is that joyfulness in my seat and stability, but also in my mind space, in my emotional space. And it is not that we have to hold that stira sukkam all the time, but it's the reflection. It's it's like a, a touchstone, you know, we sort of get to see, oh my God, I've just realized I totally slumped. And as a result, I can hardly breathe. And there's actually not that much joy in my body. Okay. You know, as I'm listening to this, so it's, it's, the, it's these small reiterations and eventually it's nothing like what you said earlier. It's nothing psycho- psychologically anymore. It's, it's, it has become how we live and who we are. And I think that's the power of these concepts. And we, especially when we talk about the healing journey, I think that's when these concepts become these really powerful tools uh, for us along the healing journey. As like, it's, it's like when, okay, is this something I still have to have? <laughs> 20 sticky notes. And, you know, we all have practices where we have like a sticky note in the visor and in the, in the diary and in all those places. The, the actual practice is the embodiment practice. It's like, you know, when I have internalized a way of being to a level where I don't need external reminders all the time, where it has become fabric of, 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 of who I am. Mm-hmm. I think that's the promise. That's the invitation. That's the potential in it. Um, and along the way, there will be a lot of sticky notes and hopefully really good friends that are, mm-hmm. <laughs> are these sticky notes for you and these reminders, you know, I was like, ah, kind of yeah. a little bit off track here, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah, and uh, like, uh, and it's like while I'm like, for me it's also like, for me it's also important. Like you know, it doesn't become so serious, like, or that because as you said, like the whole path of healing is to feel more joy and to be able to laugh at yourself in those spaces where you're like, okay, the whole house is covered in sticky notes because I can't remember to do anything at the minute, like, and not like beating ourselves up because that is the practices being. To me, like living the concepts is, is whatever, I, like being present to what is like, you know, asking, yeah, I can't remember doing anything at the minute. So I need all these sticky notes and that's fine. Like the house is beautiful colors all the same. Do you know, just laughing, like laughing at ourselves almost. Because to me, anything along this path, if we become so much more serious about, you know, well, it has to look this way. And, and when we're sitting here, we're not chatting, you know, like living a yoga life looks this way. Living a Reiki life looks this way. Living a shamanic life looks this way. We're going, it looks whatever way it looks like to you. Because it's going to be completely different to each of us. But it's like, you know, but can we allow it in not just when we're sitting down or when we're in a class, but to let it seep through different parts of ourselves so all of life, in a sense, can be full of spirit, like to be full of energy, to be full of, you know, little things become big things. Like, you know, us and looking at something on the ground becomes wow, versus just mm. trapsing on looking for the big glitzy moments. Like, it's like, every little moment becomes whatever you want it to be like do you know like I so that is so important do you know like there's a little, just yeah just just every little moment there's a can't remember his, I, i'll not even try and pronounce his name because i will just do disservice to it but there's a i'm not gonna even remember where he's from now but he's a lovely quote and it's probably not gonna come out right either knowing me but it's like life is a ceremony and all of life is a ceremony and all of life should be treated as a ceremony. Like, and I'm like, that's to me, I'm like, oh my God, when I first heard that, I was like, that's that like, that's that like everything, do you know? Like, so it's the little simple things from, 
you know, I can take that hand, chat about, you know, the cup of tea, pulling back your curtains. But we kind of dismiss them because we're like, but it's not the big boom, you know, but it's the little things. And I just think all of life is a ceremony. So from how I switch on the computer to chat to you, do you know, like from how I meet somebody in the street, how I look out my window, what I see, how it's speaking to me, everything, like how I decorate the room or whatever I put on myself, it can all be part of it. Like, do you know, like, so healing is happening all of the time and not just in those big, sticky hard parts like where we're resistant or meeting the bigger <clears throat> challenges in life like so we're seeing more of the little things and i think the little things are then actually becoming the big things the moment you infuse them with your yeah. spirit and your awareness you know it's it's not like oh, i mm-hmm. just make do and celebrate the small cup of tea now when i think when we're really in it that that is everything in that moment you know so mm. it's not like picking up the crumbs and trying to make them more than they are they they are actually more and i think yeah that's that's what goes missing when we stay with concepts on a on a label you know uh level i, I see it in astrology as well and i think we all have to some extent you know we look up our sun sign in the back of a magazine of like yeah parts <laughs> of that is me parts of that is not me you know my son is in leo and that means or my son is in taurus and that means you know and fill in the blanks i'm like yeah but we need to dive in deeper you know like labels and concepts are there to to there they can be looked at as symbolic meaning you know they're they're ways to transport information but don't limit just to the words that you are hearing in those concepts because somebody has translated symbolic meaning into their words and then we're taking Mm. those words and it gets less and less meaningful and gets harsher and the container gets tighter so the the idea is like well what does it mean if you're if you're if your outer light has that that taurian that that steady earth quality you know you're out of vitality what does that actually mean you know it doesn't mean like you're bullheaded you know that's just like but that's what we do with you know <laughs> as a yogi you you have to be this that and the other and then if you're yeah. not in the yogi scene you you know everyone has their idea of what a yogi is or what who you know what a reiki is like yeah. these concepts becomes come these limiting labels and mm. and i think with that it's like we have we have sort of the key in our hands but we dismiss it because we don't see it for what it actually is and we just leave it the concept and a label but when you start to live it rather than just to keep it on that descriptive level and start to investigate it and it starts to make sense in 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 your life and you start to give, you know, in that example, Sun and Taurus, you can just give your outer expression room so it can be a little more stable. It can be a little bit more reliable and create an environment where you, mm-hmm. you know, where you going to be seen for that, where you don't have to adjust your outer light so it seems more exciting because that's just exhausting you. So having people around you and creating environment you know now you start to live that idea that concept and and go oh my god that creates this and that for me so now you've gone so much further from just having a sun at the back of a magazine in leo in that horoscope that you're reading you know and it goes from the from 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 those kind of simple things to the most uh the the biggest meaning i think it's it's try it on and then i think what's really important is that when we have this conversation with one another that we then communicate on like, well, that's my experience. That's not the absolute. And that kind of brings me back to that idea that I was saying at the beginning that, you know, this is my experience of it. And this is really, really important, but your experience can be completely different and both can be true. Yeah, definitely. Like that's what, like for me, it's what any good teacher does is holds the, the space as and like, 
you know, even some of the better ones, just go practice it and see, like, I'm not going to tell you even what it gave me or what it's done for me. Practice and see. Because then you're not like, because if somebody goes, when you practice this, this is what you feel. Your whole head goes into that narrow tunnel vision. And then when you're practicing, you're going, you're meant to feel calm, meant to feel calm. Meant to, I'm not fucking calm. Excuse my language. I'm not feeling calm. I'm not feeling calm. I'm not feeling calm. You know, so the tunnel vision is there. But when we don't know what to expect during something, it can sometimes allow us, depending on how we're made up, like obviously, but allow us to have a, a bigger vision of it, to hold space for anything can happen. Like, so I think a good teacher allows that space for like, yeah, this is one way that you can experience it, but, and what you can receive from this. But at the end of the day, we all know if you've been practicing enough or working this field, you all like, there's no way you can go at the end of this, you are going to feel. There's just not like that way. The more I do this, I'm just like, yeah, you just, you just can't like it's because each person, if you have 10 people, each person is completely different and meeting the information differently, landing it very differently. We'll have different definitions around different words. You know, like, so how it weaves through each of them will be completely different. So it has to be then take this, eat it, digest it, sort of throw out what doesn't maybe we're going, I have no idea what that's about. I don't even think that even makes sense. Park it. Do you know, like, and you may or may never pick it up again and that's fine. But take the parts and allow it to seep in and then go, okay, this is what it means to me. Like, you know, because when people say to me, Ricky's hard to explain, part of me goes, is it really like? Do you know, like, are you afraid to explain what it means in your words? Like, because that's, that's really what it's about. Like, what has it done for you? Because that's what it is for you. And for somebody else, it'll be something else. Like, so it's so important that like, it's not ever, things are never the same for everybody. Like, because they're so, they're so varied. Like, it's beautiful. Like, that's the beauty of it. Do you know, like, we don't get to go, well, you, no, you're wrong. You, you can't, because you're going, well, that's what it's given me. Do you know, like, and you, when I keep practicing in years time, that will give me different things possibly. And then I might go, oh, that's what Sabella was talking about. Ah, <gasps> oh, now I feel it. And now that will never leave me. And that's the beauty of living it is that your cells know it and your cells remember it. So then when somebody goes, you know, you, you couldn't have felt calm after you're going, but no, I did because I felt it in every part of me. Not just, you know, I think I did because I was told I should, <laughs> you know, but I felt it like. So it's the, it has to come back to the, your own personal direct experience. Like, There is a, a gorgeous teacher, um, Bonnie Bainbridge-Cohen. And one of the ways in which she teaches is to, and she made that, she, she wrote that actually in a book. Her idea is that when she holds space for people, um, and she's, a, she's an embodiment teacher, um, uh, going back to you know along the embryological line your experiences as far back as you can and then embody those experiences now you know so literally feeling your organs your bones your muscles um but in your own experience and so the the way she creates these 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 classes or these workshops um is that when she sends there is the general gist of what she's teaching has landed in the group environment she moves on to the next so that the people in her in her classes don't have necessarily a fixed answer just there and then, but it has it has landed. So when they go out into their life and when they keep practicing and keep exploring, they find their truth, their version of that. So she's very specific that she is never imparting her understanding, her knowledge onto 
you. And if, this is sort of the, the level of a teacher that I was talking about that can hold that realm for you that encourages you to practice, um, she will also not give you an answer to a question. She responds to a question. She gives you her experiences. Um, but that is that to me, that is exactly what we're talking about. You know, living, living the concepts where on some level we have a shared understanding of it, but how it exactly plays out in, in our life, you know, is, is completely different. And to have that space of a teacher as a blessing. So if you ever come across and have a teacher that can hold that space for you, that can hold your the potential for you without needing you to step into that potential there and then in their class. I think that is something something very special. Um, because that teacher has given you now both as giving you that safe space, but it's also giving you permission to find your own way in it. Which, you know, without going too much into teacher-student dynamics, but there can be oftentimes this dynamic where you know, a teacher imposes something and then it needs to be reaffirmed by the students in the class and the students in the class want to be seen and acknowledged. So the way to be seen and acknowledged is by reflecting back to the teacher what the teacher wants to say. So the question is, is there true growth here or is that, you know, just this projection or reflection onto, onto, onto each other? Um, but to have mm -hmm. your personal investigation, I think that is, that is, yeah. it's a gift and it's also so empowering and I think that's also maybe also one of the reasons why we shy away from it a little bit because you know we come face to face with this idea it's like well does my experience actually count is there like value mm -hmm. in that because I'm sure this has to be somebody out there that knows more and you know is more experienced and so on so um, to me mm -hmm. living the concept in the end actually also brings it really back in empowering the individual and giving your experience you know more validity yeah and there's deep healing in it because for probably a lot of us we've never been given the space to actually personally investigate things do you know we've just been told there's this is this is the answer to this or this is what has happened in history this is what you know geography is this is what math is this is how you do it so and if you did question you're kind of like just like just add the figures together and stop asking those questions like you know so we're sort of not really ta taught how to do that there like you know and it's an empowering thing to be and you're not you're not dismissing the person teaching you or nothing it's just it's just probably going that I just it's not fitting in fully with me yet like you know it might not fully land in that day or that week or that year but by giving ourselves permission to question things we get to understand it in a very different relationship to ourselves like that way like you know so when I teach like I, I, I always I always just say like you know I'm definitely do not have all the answers like that way I go but I want you to take this and ask yourself the questions like you know or if you ask me you know what is something more than likely if you know me long enough I'm going to ask you a question rather than give you an answer but to me it's just so important that we learn to ask those questions because I think we're just brought up and sometimes in roles where we're taught don't question it like and it's like I think it's good you know because then we can go oh actually yeah that's off that's not really related to I've seen it done it's beautiful like and not never in a hard way where somebody was asking something that wasn't particularly related to the lineage that the person was teaching and they go look I get where you're coming from but it's not related to this here so like I'm not actually going to answer it like and I thought wow you can do that Wow, so like he could he could have went off way off and they could have went away off on a tangent, talking about something that like just something completely that wasn't related to sort of what we were there to study and to learn. Like I went, wow, it's really lovely. Like you know, because it was really something completely different. So it's like let's just stay where we're at and see this here. Like and I was like, oh, really nice. 
Do you know, like, so you're getting to sort of really go, this is what, this is what I understand about this, this is what I don't. I may need, may be able to fill in the blanks myself or I may need to sit and chat with somebody and go, how does this all fit together? Like, or maybe it doesn't like, and to go, okay, actually, that's not part of this. I can park it here and come look at it within the context of what it is. And then I can sit and look at these aspects now, like, mm-hmm. but yeah, it has to empower us, like. And I think then we've talked about this, you know, for, for for years, but when you climb in any given discipline deep enough, you know, when you investigate it on a personal level deep enough, you actually end up at the source, which is the same mm. place for all of these oh, investigations, you know, if we, if we go, go deep enough. And so having this multidisciplinary approach can also be super helpful you know um let's say coming in from tai chi or from yoga or from Mm. dance or music and you know creating maybe art and if you have the right you know if you paint you know that that investigation deep enough gets you to the same place as the deep enough investigation through yoga and Mm. i think that is really helpful because then we see how these concepts they're all related to one another and the different doorways for different people and but also the different doorways for us and so um i like playing with things mm. in that way i always have i always loved reading books from totally different traditions um what's officially oh, called yeah. spiritual and non-spiritual <laughs> um all yeah. walks of life and and i found that when you go deep enough and when you really listen what the author has to say you end up in the same everything points in the same direction I think that's beautiful and that mm. gives me a, a sense of, you know, where we can orient ourselves in times in time and space as well. Mm. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Beautiful. So to maybe conclude this really abstract <laughs> idea, <laughs> but really important that we discuss it on that level. Um, <laughs> if we want to walk away with like something concrete, do you know, if somebody's listening to this, like, uh, mm. what would you, what would you say to someone who's like, okay, so this, this sounds all like exciting and, but, you know, what am I going to do with this now? When I'm going to yeah. press stop here and go out into my life? So, 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 sort of an angle that popped in my head just a while ago when we first started chatting and you actually just tipped on it there now as well. Like, it's like, if you were to add, like, so say, if you are to ask certain people to pick three or four people that they really admire, more than likely they're going to be in the field that they follow. That way, right? So I invite people to put all the beautiful names aside and pick three or four people that has nothing to do with the field that you're in who you admire not well like so if you're living yourself as a spiritual pick three normal people who are not like possibly on instagram at all or not like promoting themselves in that way but just to allow the mind to see see people because there's people i know who live what people call a spiritual life and do not study read or any of that stuff and I think it's just absolutely beautiful to watch them. I know people who are so deeply connected to nature and have never sat in a class in their life. And to me, I'm like, that's, that's it. Do you know, like, so look at three or four names, find three or four people and r- sort of look at them and go, okay, if I admire them, what are the qualities that I admire in them? Do you know, and just allows a different lens of like, okay, so that's the qualities I admire. What in me is looking to embody that there? So it's not coming through the lens of like, you know, if I'm a Reiki, there's five Reiki people or, or five spiritual people or five healers. Do you know, like, but ask them just, it could be your parents, it could be your neighbor, it could be somebody just 
normal like or a book that's not somebody writes a book that's not spiritual do you like and look from that lens and go you know so what are they reflecting to me what would I like to embody of that there I just think it's a lovely exercise because we do tend to stick in our as they call them our little echo chambers and when you widen it out you realize ah there's a whole other world out there and you also as you said you realize that everybody's plugged in like in their own way everybody's plugged into source like doing everybody's spiritual in their own way even if they don't realize it like so it's sort of looking and seeing how that can inform where you are at with yourself so that would be yeah my that to me that's loving the concepts because that's they're loving their lives and not getting lost in the concepts they're just living life so how can you live life without getting lost in the concepts or trying to achieve the concepts but just live life fully mm. Mm. and that's a big challenge actually i've just realized but play with it and see <laughs> that, that, is so, that is that, that that's gorgeous <laughs> um yeah to another approach maybe to play with it is to um to take the long haul approach with maybe one concept, you know, um, this mm. idea that we have at the beginning of a yoga class, a different intention, every single class has its benefit. Yeah. But can you, <laughs> the idea of like, pick something that resonates with you or pick something that fascinates you, you know, not necessarily somebody mm. what you would consider good at or bad at, but take a concept that you like, do you know, take even a concept that you go, that's definitely not true. Or is it? You know, whereas there's, there's like, there's this where you heard in your modality where it's, you come from Reiki or you come from yoga or astrology or wherever you come, like take something where you, where you, where, you, where the jury's still out, you know, where you're not quite a hundred percent sure with it. And, and, and then just sit with that for maybe a year, you know, I mean, like I know we're challenging here, patience, but you can, you know, live your life and do set intentions, whatever you want at the beginning mm. of a yoga class in any which way, but have this as a long haul theme. And look at life through that one concept for a prolonged period of time. And what that can do, it can give you this, this perspective um, of just one. And I actually work with yoga teachers in that way. I ask them to teach one specific concept for a very long time. So if you're a yoga teacher, you can do that as well and then teach different aspects of it because in the investigation process, you go deeper. But if you're not, not teaching yoga, Take a concept and just look at it in your life. Take it off your modality, whether it's off the yoga mat or take it out of the astrology into life, take it out of Reiki, where, wherever your discipline is, take it out of there and everywhere into life and then investigate and look through that lens to, at all the relationships, how you're in the present moment. Where do you see it resonate in what way, you know? Um, and I think that can give you as well so much show so much depth and it, it helps you to to pull off that label of the concept you know mm. and really make it your own um in that way so there might be another way of mm. working with it love it beautiful gorgeous so dear listeners we would like to thank you for your presence and attention today and as always if you've any questions or topics you'd like us to throw around we would be delighted to hear them um, enjoy your week and we look forward to connecting with you next week bye bye we'd like to thank you for listening to the Earth School podcast hosted by Rosie McNally and Bibi Dallin 
If you'd like to find out more about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram. Or if you'd like to learn more about our individual work, you can check us out on our websites, bbdalman.com and thethirstysoul.com.